Yo, 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 welcome into another week of the Money Man Prediction Podcast, where money is made every podcast. It's your boy, Eddie Too Rich, and I'm joined here with my boy. J.D. Wolf, you already know what it is, man. We finna get started. We finna <laughs> jump into this uh, these NFL matchups, man. Another great week, another great week of uh, odds. So, we're gonna get this week six going, man. We're gonna start, you know, giving y'all our picks like we usually do, Um we're going to talk about the Super Contest as well, the Survivor Contest, too. So, yeah, yeah, man, y'all lock in. Y'all get started, man. It's Saturday morning early. We're going to get y'all locked in for tomorrow. Let's get it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, shoot, let's go ahead and start drafting our Super Contest picks. Yes, so, with your first pick, what do you got? All right, so, man, my first pick, I'm going to go ahead and go with Mr. Texas, Mr. High School Football, Mr. Kyler Murray, K-1. You know, I like this matchup uh, against Seattle. I like that that line. I caught that line at plus three. Uh, at minus three, my bad. I caught the line at minus three for Arizona. It went to minus two and a half. Um, but I, I like, I like, I like Arizona. Uh, the points. I like them to go ahead and take the points, man. Um, D Hop's coming back next week. This could be a get right spot for them to go ahead and say, hey, you know, let's go ahead and get a little win so D-Hop can come back and then, you know, propel us for it. Um, you know, the offense is still trying to work out some kinks with Cliff and Kyler, you know, kind of, you know, getting the game plan together and, you know, just making adjustments during the game. So um, as long as they can, you know, make adjustments uh, in the second half and not kind of like get out of their own head because they can be seen arguing a lot. Um, you know, Cliff and K-1, they got to, you know, repair their relationship. Not saying it's broken, but you know, you want some more continuity continuity when it comes to, you know, your quarterback and your head coach. So I uh, want to make sure they're on the same page. Um, I like this defense, even though Buda Baker got hurt last week in a collision last week, uh, you know, covering the ball down the field. Um, I still like this defense. Um, there will be a lot of points scored, so you might want to touch that over. Um, but I'm going to take Arizona. A good stat that Eddie pointed out was, hey, Arizona is away. They're not at home. They're terrible at home. Uh, so, I mean, I'm going to back them. I don't care about the 12th man. That's bullshit. I want to hear about no Seattle 12th man, nothing. Uh, I don't want to hear about Woolen and his little interceptions or, you know, Mr. Didn't write back, Mr. Gino. I don't want to hear about none of that crap. Y'all don't have nothing going in Seattle. I see y'all got Lockett and Metcalf. But other than that, your defense is trash. Mm-hmm. You don't have anybody. To, yeah. Yeah, and you don't you lost Penny, like you're one of your best thumpers running backs. I mean, I know you got Kevin Walker, he's a stud out of Michigan State, but you need Penny, man. So th- now it's gonna the, the uh the ball's gonna be on Geno Smith's hands, man. Like he's gonna have to carry the offense. And I and I see some interceptions in his uh future too. So maybe go ahead and lock out a oh, zero and a half over uh interceptions for Geno Smith. I feel like he's due for one. He's going to throw one against Arizona. And uh, as long as you have Kyler Murray in a seven to three point game, he'll typically put it out. You've seen what he's done. You see what he did to the Raiders, right? So we're going to see what's going on. I'm going to go ahead and touch Arizona. Y'all go ahead and lock that in. And yeah, what you got for your uh, first pick, Eddie? I guess for my first pick, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with the Saints plus three versus mm-hmm. the versus the Bengals. And so my thing is, it's an Andy Dalton revenge game. And my way of thinking is that 
you know, Andy Dalton has to make his money somehow because you see he keeps getting these jobs, job after job after job after leaving the Bengals. And so I just feel like it's a good spot for the Saints. They're at home. The Bengals have been looking a little shaky. Uh, they they had to suffer the tough, tough loss versus the Ravens last week. And, you know, they ended up beating – Ended up beating Miami, and they beat the Jets. Those are the only two teams they won this year. And so Miami, of course, was – and then the Jets game, I mean, it's the Jets without Zach Wilson. So the, these uh, other than that, they have lost to Pittsburgh, lost to Dallas, and they lost to Baltimore, but all in close fashion. So I really feel like this is going to be an ugly game. The Saints can make it ugly, just even though Michael Thomas and I think Jarvis is out this week. It doesn't matter to me. I, you have, as long as you have Alvin Kamara in the backfield, he's been looking. He came back last week and he looked pretty well. And Taysom Hill, I mean, the ground and pound, the ground and pound game is working. Yeah, and you see is. how they did it versus they put up damn thirty nine points versus the Seattle Seahawks. Even though the Seahawks don't have a good, you know, maybe a good good. Yeah, bro, they're last in the league in defense. They're last in the league. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you know, I still I still feel like it's good. Three is, too, three is too much for a home team that has a great home field advantage. So, and Joe Burrow in that offensive line is still trying to work out things. Cam Jordan and that defense is going to get after his ass. And Bro, I just feel like six. they covered the three. They still yeah. ain't got that figured out, man. And they signed your boy Lyle Collins. I think it's just, yeah. you just got to be in a Cowboys jersey to Something. be a decent offensive line because even Williams looked. Underwhelming and still, I mean, he was the, I mean, he was the outlier to it and there with the Cowboys. Yeah. But don't get me wrong, but Collins was pretty solid. I thought he was a steal, and then went to the Bengals, well. got paid, and now he's not really shit. So, Ain't but I'm locking nothing. in, locking in that plus three. I think it's too easy. Uh, yeah. So let's go move on to the next pick. What is your second pick? All right, man. Second pick. I'm gonna go ahead and lock in the G man. So. We're going to lock in the Giants, the New York Giants, man, uh, against um, Baltimore. I'm going to go ahead and take that five and a half. So, let's let's jump into a little stats. Baltimore is not – they're not that good on offense this year. You know, they're not in the, they're not in the top ten. Um, you know, they average about 35, 352 yards a game. Um. And the Giants are like what, maybe about seven, seven teams back uh, behind them. So I don't really know if Lamar Jackson can score a bunch of points against the Giants. Giants like to play ugly games, close games. They like to run the ball with Saquon, you know, dump it off, do things of that nature. I know Matt Breeder comes in the game, but that's just to get Barkley a breather. And I like this little wrinkle they have putting Saquon at quarterback. Now, when, when other teams do it, it seems kind of fluky, right? But it's like Saquon got a little quarterback in him, man. He go back there. He can read the read the defense. He can run that, that option and, you know, either keep the ball or give it off. So I like that red zone factor that, that, that uh, what is it? What is his name? Is it Dayball? What is it? Dayball. Dayball, yeah. I like, I like the scheme that they have going. I like how they're using Saquon. This is how Saquon's supposed to be used. When you get in the red zone, you, they don't have receivers to kind of throw to, bro. Not the one they can trust. So you give it to Saquon, man. You go on first, second, and third, and you and you give it to him. He's gonna get a touchdown. Like I said, locking that prop. One touchdown, anytime touchdown score, Saquon Barkley, lock it in. Whatever you got to do. Now, uh, 
the Giants, their defense is kind of, you know, they're up and down. They're they're in the middle of the pack when it comes to uh when it comes to yards allowed. Um they allow about 326 yards a game. Um but like I said, they're in the middle of the pack. They're in the middle of the pack and their defense is way better than Baltimore has been this year. Baltimore has given up three almost 400 yards of total offense. So you give that option to a Daniel Jones who's getting more confident. Daniel Jones is reading defenses. Bro, that win he had last week really pushed him over the top, man. That's all Daniel Jones needed was a confident win, a gritty win versus AR-12. And all that did was prepare this offense to say, hey, we have confidence. We can score. We can sit here and win the game late. We can rely on our defense late to give us a stop. So I'm going to go ahead and trust them Giants plus five and a half. Um, I like what you guys got going on offense. Uh, defense is going to be steady. It's going to be the same thing when it comes to how they're going to play. You're going to have a gritty, uh, great run defense, and you're going to have a stingy secondary. So I like that combination between the Giants when it comes to Lamar Jackson because they're going to hit him. You see what happened to Derrick Henry when he tried to run up the middle. <laughs> you see what mm-hmm. happened to Derrick Henry. So – I'm going to trust the Giants, man. I've been backing them for about two to three weeks now, and they've just been covering like crazy. So let's back them. I'm taking that five and a half, lock it in. Um, and it's still five and a half, so go ahead and grab that right now. All right, what you got for your second pick? For the second pick, I'm going to go with – I'm actually going to stay in New York. I'm going to take the New okay. York Jets plus seven and a half versus the Packers. So there's a trend going on with teams coming off the London London game. And so a lot of teams play, they start off really slow. And so I think that, especially if they don't take a bye, because most teams usually, when they go to London, they take a bye, but the Giants and the Packers didn't take a bye this week. But I'm focused on the Packers this week because <clears throat> I watched that game, you watched that game. Yeah. Their offense looks very abysmal. And so, and the Jets seem like they really, they're on a two-game win streak right now. And their their defense is locking in. I mean, Sauce Gardner's looking really good. Really good, yeah. <laughs> he's he's almost playing top. He's playing at a top five caliber corner right now. And so, especially with these with these paths, uh, they're not really nothing to write home about. You got an old on his last leg, Randall Cobb, and a hurt yeah. ass. You gonna trust Romeo Dobbs? <laughs> exactly, Dobbs and Watson and Lazard. Lazard always catches a touchdown, so. Anytime touchdown, Lazard, if you want to, that's a oh, yeah. auto play for me. Almost. Big red zone factor. Yeah, he like he's on my fantasy and he always scores touchdowns. So if you want to do that, do that if you're into that. But I feel like seven is entirely too much for this position for the Packers. And they're they couldn't even hold their last I mean, they couldn't even hold like the Giants off. They were up seventeen nothing and then just gave up the game, mm-hmm. basically. And so they only was able to score five points, I believe, in the second half. So, because they had a they had a safety at the end, they gave them two points, and then they freaking kicked the field goal. So, I don't trust this offense. I feel like they're run, they're moving away from what their true identity is, which is running the football with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, and then hitting the play action. It feels like Aaron Rodgers is trying to do too much on his own, and so. I'm leaning towards. I'm taking. Well, I am taking the Jets plus seven and a half. That's entirely too much. Zach Wilson's back, and they have been covering. And the Packers, if they when they won the last two games, they beat the Patriots 
27 24 mm-hmm. and the bucks 14 to 12 so that's definitely within seven if you count that and then they also played the bears which is their outlier i mean you see how shitty they are they let yeah. washington freaking beat them and they lost 27 10 but aaron Rodgers owns the bears i mean he owns everybody in that division pretty much but the minnesota vikings might got something to say to that but other than that it's it's an out of division game it's the Jets. They're in Lambeau, but I like the Jets in this position. Give me the seven and a half. I'm holding my nose and taking it, but it's too many points for them. Yeah. So, all right, next game. Uh, next uh, picks. We, I think are, we're on pick three. So, pick three, yeah. what's pick your third three, pick? Man. Pick three, man. Hey, y'all hurry up real quick. If you listen to this right now, hurry up really fast. Go ahead and lock in this Cowboys line. It jumped up two points to six and a half i got it at four and a half earlier in the week still felt good about it but hey i'm gonna lock it in right now as we speak i'm gonna take this four and a half off and i'm gonna lock in this plus six and a half that's too many goddamn points for the cowboys man that defense uh look at look look at this so when it comes to when it comes to jalen hurts and it comes to the cowboys defense they got his number man they know how to rush up the field and not just, you know, kind of run past them. They got like they know how to contain uh Jalen Hurts, man. So in Dallas's defense, can like what more can we say about their defense, man? Like they're top seven in the league right now. And they only give up about 311 yards. Now, another stat about the Cowboys. His he's a stat that most people don't know. So have the Cowboys given up multiple touchdowns in a game? Hmm. So all season, the Cowboys have only given up one touchdown in the game. They always give up one big play. And then after that, they just keep everything in and they win in the end. So if they can keep that formula going, I feel like the Cowboys can actually win outright. Uh, the Eagles, come on, it's time for them to get off their high horse. They're second in the league in offense, but, hey, the Cowboys are seventh in defense. So it's going to be a nice battle between these two teams. And, you know, even though the Cowboys, they're really not that good on offense, but maybe maybe averaging about 270 yards a game, you still have to factor in Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. Did you see what he did last week? I think think Tony Pollard broke off another run, man. Breaking tackles. He just doesn't go down. And the Eagles don't tackle well. They never have. Past years, the Eagles have never been good tacklers on defense, especially their corners. So I'm not even worried about Darius Slay. I I could care less about Darius Slay, man, because C.D. Lamb is getting confidence. He's getting confidence in his offense. Him and uh, Cooper Russell, you know, kind of building a nice little chemistry going. And having Gallup back with that beautiful sideline catch he had last week. See, that's the thing about Gallup, people understand. He he's gonna have a spectacular catch at least two, you know, uh for for the game. He's a well trusted receiver. He gets open. His release off the line is, is crazy. So I'm gonna go ahead and go with go ahead and go with Dallas Cowboys, man. I like the momentum that they have. Uh I like how clean and efficient they were last week against the Rams. You know, you're facing the Rams and usually the Cowboys will give up, you know, give up that lead. They'll take that lead and they'll give up. But they didn't this time, man. They were actually, you know, keeping that lead. They forced that fumble. Armstrong's doing well. Their special teams is actually contributing. So if you have all those factors working together, that six and a half is probably 
probably the lock of the day. Um, well, there is about three or four locks of the day, but go ahead and lock that plus six and a half as it went up two points. That's a gift, a gift. So, you know, y'all can really mess Vegas up and take that plus six and a half. Put your house on it if you want to. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I like the Cowboys in this one, man. Okay, okay. I like that. Um, so for the third pick, I'm going to go with the, let me see. I'm going to go with America's team, the Atlanta Falcons, mm. plus five and a half against mm. the San Francisco 49ers. And I call them America's team because they're covering. They're five and oh, oh against the spread. Yeah. So Marcus Mariota is looking really well in the red zone this year. And so... I really feel like, you know, the San Francisco 49ers are on their East Coast trip right now. They stayed, they stayed on the East Coast. They always do this whenever they play East Coast teams back-to-back. And so, you know, they beat uh, an abysmal Carolina Panthers team mm-hmm. who pretty much, you know, they, they lost their coach this week and their starting quarterback. So now they're starting P.J. Walker. But, you know, and the, the San Francisco 49ers are coming in like wounded warriors. Every week they are losing people. But they still continue to, you know, fight. And so I feel like this is a really big letdown spot for them because they're, they're missing a lot of people. I think they just lost Mosley. Bose is already mm-hmm. out. Yeah. So, and Elijah Mitchell, Trey Lance, you, you name it. They keep yeah. losing pieces. And Trent Williams, too. That's a mm-hmm. big loss. So I really feel like this is a good spot for Atlanta. Five and a half is too many points. I feel like. San Francisco might escape with a field goal. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take the Atlanta Falcons, ride the hot hand. Uh like I said, Marcus Mariota, they move the ball down. Even without Cordell Patterson, they're moving the ball down. They're getting healthier, getting Kyle Pitts back. And Drake London is still is looking like a real receiver, especially once Kyle Pitts is back. He is he he performs way better with Kyle Pitts in the lineup. And so even though they're making Kyle Pitts like a blocking tight end pretty much, which is stupid. But mm-hmm. they're gonna. They, Arthur Smith said that he's gonna start utilizing his receiving skills so that they can, you know, have a more electrifying offense. Because they're in a lot of these games, obviously, because they're covering. So you know, they're in one score games, literally. And so <clears throat> I feel like it's a good spot. They're at home. The Atlanta Falcons are pretty good at home. They lost the same spot one at home. They beat the Browns at home, and so they're one and one at home. So. Let's go ahead and make this two and one potentially, but more importantly, let's make this six and zero against the spread. Yeah. All right, let's move on to pick number four. Who you got? All right, man. Pick number four. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. But I'm gonna go ahead and go with the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and go with Buffalo minus three. Um, look. I don't really like the Bills. I never really have. I don't have any interest in Josh Allen or anything on their offense. But I do like this spot that they're in against Kansas City. Of course, Kansas City are underdogs. And, you know, Mahomes has this crazy record when he's an underdog and things of that nature. But, hey, I'm not going to buy into that at all when it comes to the Buffalo Bills because I know one thing. This is going to be a high-scoring game. But when it comes to the Bills, their offense never stops. Kansas City has stalled a lot this year. Um, their offense is doesn't look the same. 
obviously with Tyreek Hill out, uh, you know, with the Dolphins and stuff. So their offense looks a little bit, you know, it's it's not like it's gelling like it usually is. Yeah, they did beat, you know, Tampa Bay, but hey, Kansas City just doesn't look like themselves. Buffalo is a well-oiled machine, and they got the best quarterback in the league right now. And Josh Allen. I mean, he can just flick the ball and it goes down the field. Gabriel Davis is a monster. Like, I didn't even know he was that good when it comes to stretching the field, but he just managed to get behind the defense. That one-hand catch he had against Minka was crazy, man. Like, I don't understand, like, how this dude emerged like that. I mean, we saw it last year, but I didn't know he was going to get it better. Like, Gabriel Davis is going hard. You got Dawson Knox on offense. You got Cook's brother who's a monster too. So it's like, man, they finally have like a speedy running back now, shifty. Because, you know, Singletary wasn't doing nothing for him, getting them little five to six yards. He was around Josh Allen every day. But now every game you can put a little, install a little running game, a little play action, you know, kind of open up the offense more instead of just, you know, just running a little spread with Diggs on the outside. So, and Diggs is playing a hell of a, hell of a season right now. Um, I would look for him to even score against Kansas City. I don't really trust their uh, their defense right now. Very inconsistent um, when it comes to them. But I want to go ahead and trust Josh Allen because look, he's leading the league in passing yards with like over 1,600. And then you got Stephon Diggs, who's top five in the league in yards. So you got pieces. You got pieces to, to really, um, you know, really dominate this team. So – I want to go ahead and just take them. Uh, and let's not forget, X-Factor on defense, Jordan Poirier. You know Jordan Poirier is leading the league in interceptions? He has four. That's the X-Factor in this game, man, Jordan Poirier, man. So he had, he had 12 tackles, 12 tackles and six pass defenses right now. So I actually like the Bills, as far as, like, their back end, I know they've lost some pieces in the back. Um, I know they still don't have White. But collectively with Jordan Poirier in the back end, they could put put together a game plan and say, hey, let's run a shell defense. Let's keep everything underneath and just make Mahomes' life a living hell because their D-line is still really good. You got Ed Oliver. You got Vaughn. Like, come on, man. And don't they have uh... – Let's see. They got him. Does don't, don't Roche play for the Bills too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got Roche too. So you got pieces on the D line too that can really get after Kansas City. So I'm I'm back in the Bills. They don't blow them out, but they at least cover that um that minus three that I have. But then again, I could go back and take it two and a half. I might do that. That line did drop in my favor. So yeah, lock in at two and a half. I had it minus three, but lock in the bills. Okay. What you got, man? What you got for your pick four? All right. So I am going to, because I had the Washington Commanders in my mm. uh, my super contest. That already now they won. Yeah. Nail biter. <laughs> I don't know, right? That was an ugly ass win, but right. I mean, that's what we're here for. As long as we win. I'm going to go with the. Uh, the fighting Jacoby Brissett's minus <laughs> two and a half versus the New England Patriots. I like this spot for Jacoby Brissett. Not only a, a revenge game for him, but 
he's coming in with a with a nice arsenal attack with the running attack. And so I feel like with Nick Chubb, he is the I, I feel like he's the best pure runner in the league right now as far as running backs go. He is he is just churning up. He he just I don't know how the hell he be breaking tackles. Last week he yeah. broke a tackle and I was just like versus the Chargers. I'm like, damn, like what the hell? And Cleveland has been in every game this year, literally. The fighting Jacoby Brissett. If I read you their wins, okay, look, Cleve, I mean Cleveland beat Carolina twenty-six to twenty-four. They beat they lost to the Jets thirty to thirty-one. They beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 29-17, okay. Um, lost to Atlanta 20-23. And then lost to the Chargers off of a off of a missed field goal by Cade York. Hmm. They should have won that game last week versus the Chargers. They could they could easily be 5-0 right now. But this team, this roster is amazing. Like, if you really look deep down into their roster, they have some really good talent in each level of their offense and defense. And so, especially led by Miles Garrett, always. And I know Denzel Ward is out this week, but who does the Patriots have at receiving that's scary? You know, Jacoby Myers, I mean, he scored last week. Okay, that's whoopie whoop, whatever. But right. David Njoku is really the X factor in this situation because he has been looking really good ever since he got paid. And I'm shocked that they even gave him that extension after I think they had Austin Hooper on their team trying that experiment out last year. And, you know, they decided to move on with uh, Njoku as the tight end one. And then they also got Amari Cooper out there too. So you have enough to – for Jacob Brissett to succeed. And so he's been in all these games. And the Patriots coming in as a 21st rush defense right now. And Nick and uh, Cleveland is coming in as the number one rushing team. So that's a big variance where they could take advantage of it. The Patriots' strength is their corners. And, you know, their pass defense is really well. But that's the rush defense is a little shaky. So that's where I see mm-hmm. Nick Chubb having a big game. I'll take his over rushing yards. I would. I don't, I don't know if I'll take him to score. I'm still still got PTSD a couple times when he stopped before he's about to score a couple times or running out of bounds and shit. Like, you know, just score the fucking touchdown. Like, right. just get, just get a t- Teddy. Because that's why they be – and then you're going to be crying when Kareem Hunt comes in and run that ball, and you're going to be like, oh, good job, Kareem. But that could have exactly. been you. Dumbass. You just think you're hurting people? You're hurting our feelings with the fucking spread. That's it. But mm-hmm. you're hurting your fucking stats. Because you could be out. You could have you could a 20 touchdown rush season. Hell. If exactly. you would have stopped fucking trying to waste the clock for no reason. Like, you're in Cleveland, dude. You're not in no winning organization right now. So, get right. And then also, freaking the Deshaun Watson coming up with a new damn victim, man. That's that sucks. I'm- but the fighting with those percent anyway, I, I trust them to beat the Patriots after uh, after the Patriots came off a win versus Detroit. They blicked them out 29-0. So I think they're going to lose. So I don't care if Mac Jones plays or not. The Cleveland Browns are a team to be reckoned with. All right. So now we're down to our fifth and final pick. Mm-hmm. Who you got? Yeah, I was- I was waiting on this one, man. I am going to go with Matty Ice and Matt Ryan. Now, 
this might be an interesting pick, but I'm going to give you a little history about it. So, Colts are right now minus two and a half, right? Now, if you look at the last 10 games between Indianapolis and Jacksonville, the only times that Indianapolis shows up is when they're at home. So, out of those 10 games, the home games, they've won what? Five of the, well, six of those, basically. They've only lost one. They lost one of those home games, even it was 0 to 27, but that was back in 2017. Now, when it comes to them playing at Jacksonville, they typically lose. They lost, you know, um, on the 18th. They lost, they laid an egg, basically. Matt Ryan didn't do anything. I, I think, and I, and I remember backing them that day, and I was really pissed about it. I said, I'd never, never touch the Colts again. But bite my tongue, and I'm going I'm to I'm go ahead and touch them. Because, look, the previous game at Jacksonville, they lost again. But here's a good stat, though. Whenever they do win and Jacksonville is at Indianapolis, they typically cover their spread. So in 2021, they won by uh, 14 points. They're covering their two and a half. Uh, and on the, on later, later on in their year, on, on the 14th, well, on November 14th, on the 2021, they won again. It was 23 to 17. So... When they play home games against Jacksonville, I don't know what it is about the dome that Jacksonville doesn't like. Maybe they don't like the, you know, they want to be out in the weather and in the sun, things of that nature. But when it comes to the Colts playing in the dome, they're pretty good. Yeah, they have the injury at running back. You got Hines back there, but you still have pieces. You know, Leonard's shaking up. He's still, you know, battling injuries as well. But I'm going to take what history is telling me, and history is telling me that Colts win when it comes to Jacksonville you know, going way up to Indianapolis. That's a that's a good little you know, that's a good little flight, you know, going way up there to Indianapolis. So I'm gonna go ahead and trust the Colts based on the history. Um I think Matt Ryan comes through this week. Uh yeah, I think the Colts kind of build off of what they did last week and just uh keep history how it is and just win at home. So I'm gonna go with the home dog, home crowd, uh, home favorite. And I'm going to go ahead and trust the Colts. Yeah, my fifth pick. It was hard to say that, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. We're going to lock it in. Minus two and a half. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, what you got for for live five, man? Man, uh, there's a lot of teams on bye week this week. But I'm going to go with – I really like this spot. I mentioned it earlier in the podcast, but I like this spot for Carolina on the road versus the Rams in mm. SoFi. And my my take thing is always you want to see a team, you want to back a team where they lost their head coach, but they also lost their starting quarterback who was the team cancer. Because mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield, let's be honest, he was not – he was rated like almost the worst quarterback in the league since he came to Carolina. And so he's been really shaky. He hasn't been hitting his targets. He hasn't been, you know, he hasn't been hungry. You know, he usually has his underdog mentality. But when he, right. as soon as he wanted to start a job, he just he just looked like shit. I'm not mm-hmm. let's, let's keep it let's keep it hundred. He looked like shit. And so Carolina is in a you know basically whenever they whenever you fire a coach, I mean I've been a part of organizations where like you know working in sports, been in organizations where like you know a coach gets fired and you see the dynamic of the room changing because it's like, okay, this dude's fired. 
now it's not we don't have a safety net to be like oh it's it's going to be on us if mm-hmm. we don't perform and so their backs against the wall i've seen this line go all the way up to 11 and a half and people have been buying it down to 10 especially because the news of like cooper cup is ankle is questionable and Aaron Donald's questionable too. Oh, wow. Those are two big pieces. If the, the Rams basically had four All Stars, if they if they're missing a couple of their All Stars, they don't have enough depth to be able to Thanks. replace them. So like if Ramsey goes down, Cup goes down, Stafford goes down, or Aaron Donald goes down, they are absolutely fucked. Yeah. And in this position, yeah. the fucking the Rams look like softest softest cheese. They they soft, bro. It's not like, Charmin. Soft as Charmin. I said the fucking Charmin, dude. Soft as Charmin, man. Especially when they, you know, go against teams that like to run the ball. Mm-hmm. They, they don't do shit. And you and you would think the opposite because they have Aaron Donald in the middle. But no. They're you not. Some reason, yeah, some reason they just cannot handle teams like that. And so I think 10 is too many points for them, especially the way they're looking in the offensive line looks like shit. Like, ever since Whitworth looked, and they've been, like, losing people. Up. I think they lost their center, and they lost, uh, you know, a couple more pieces. Like, Cam Akers is out this week. I think they lost their tackle, too. Yeah, David Edwards is out with a concussion. Brian Allen's questionable. So, they have a lot of different pieces that are, you know, Taylor Rapp is questionable, too. They have yeah, a lot of pieces that are questionable, that are you know that are cogs that help the off help the offense and defense move. And if you don't have no blocking, I don't care if you got a Cooper Cup, you got Jerry Rice out there. You can't get the ball out. <laughs> you can't do it. You can't do nothing. What you gonna hit bubble screens? They're gonna snip that out. Defense is gonna adjust and snip that out. So you can't run these little cheap plays and try to get away with it. You can't hide. And Carolina Panthers defense is nothing to play with. I mean their offense looks like shit, but look. Their defense has been keeping them in games for the most part. But, you know, as the as the game progresses, if they keep getting on the field, getting on the field, they're going to be tired. If you're running like 80, 90 plays, especially in Carolina, where it's like, you know, it's like a marsh out there. Like, it's humid out there. And so, you know, that kills players. You you get fatigued quicker. And so, and Allen Robinson, there, there's a missing in action. Maybe there's going to be a missing action report for Allen Robinson. Like, he's like Thanks. a blocking receiver now. Like, I don't even see him make highlights. Like, he don't even get separation. And this is the this was the Bears' number one receiver. He claimed that he was the number one receiver. And he hasn't shown shit since he's been in L.A. So, and them, them DBs in Carolina, Horn and them boys, they, they're going to get after them. And Cup is gonna get his. I mean, I, I love Cup. Cup is Cup is my guy. I have him on fantasy. I hope he, you know, I hope he does good. But ten points is too much, especially for PJ Walker coming in. It's a new quarterback, new coach. You know, he's motivated. I mean, this might be his last opportunity. He came from a damn the the expansion league that what was it the US the UF whatever USFL US, I don't know UCFL something like that UCFL. some some shit like that. Oh, he came he came with some bullshit league. And he made it to the league. I mean, I'm happy for him. Congratulations. But he has to step up. Make, he has to step up to earn his spot on the NFL roster next year because that the USFL league ain't going to be able to keep you on forever. So, so I'm going with the Carolina Panthers. It's 10 points too much. I can see the Rams potentially winning by a touchdown if they do. 
score points, but I think that the Ryan Burns and that defense are going to get after them. They can't block him, so he's going to make a play. Plus, he wants to up his trade value, so teams will want to get him out of there. And Christian McCaffrey is going to have a big game out the backfield because Bobby Wagner lost a step. You could tell that he's older. And, yeah, I'm going with the plus 10 for Carolina. Okay. All right, so let's move on to the Survivor Contest. So what is your Survivor pick of the week? Man, uh, once I saw those injury reports for the Rams, I kind of, like, strayed away from that. So um, it's it's really tough this week to pick just that one team that went outright. You could go with the, you know, Minnesota and Captain Kirk, but I really like the take that you had on the fighting Brissettes, and we're going to go with Cleveland. I'm going to take Cleveland outright to beat New England. I like the running game with Nick Chubb. And I like Amari Cooper. I think he'll score this week again. Uh, you know, he, he's been he's been a good red zone target for Jacoby. And uh, it seems like Jacoby is, you know, he, he's done it in the league. Like, uh, been in the league for a while. He doesn't throw away games. You've seen what he did with the Colts. Um, you've seen how he is now with the Browns. He manages the game. And then when you got Nick Chubb, like you said, running um, like he is now, breaking tackles and, you know, just, just getting that first down. Just keep moving the chains. You got something special. You know, Donovan Peoples-Jones coming up with, with these uh, spectacular catches. and You know, you got some. You got Njoku. You got pieces on the Browns offense that can, you know, really cause New England some fits. Uh, yeah, you know, so we got Zap. Zap starting again this week, right? Um, so Yeah, the thing I Mac Jones questionable. They're kind of doing the same thing with like how Dad yeah. is questionable this week with the with the Mac Jones. But he has a high ankle sprain, so I expect mm-hmm. him to miss another week, but probably be back up or something. You never know. Thanks. Yeah. So we're yeah, so they're looking at Zap, uh and Zap has to look over to his left side to who? <laughs> Miles Garrett. <laughs> Is Miles exactly. Miles Garrett? I mean, Miles and Miles Garrett. Yeah, he got that that uh that crash. But this is another week gone after that, so he's getting healthier. So mm-hmm. I feel like these Browns D line gonna eat, man. They are gonna cause some pressure. They play tough. They play close games. And what? And why not beat New England? You know what I'm saying? At your own house with that logo, bro. That logo is just so weird to me. Like, what is that? Is that like an elf or something? A fawn, a fawn. What is that? I, I don't get it. What is it? A, a fighting brown? How, how can you call yourself a fighting brown? Brownie man. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, they not UPS. What can brown do for you? So it's not like, it's not like that image on the middle of their field is doing anything. But hey, they gonna rock with it. I feel like they go, uh, they gonna take care of New England. Uh, they just need that quarterback, man. New England's defense is not going to be able to hold up. Uh, McCourty's old as hell back there. I think he's almost like, what, 34 now. I think he's 32. But, you know, he's back there still trying to man the defense. Kyle Duggar is a another, you know, I wouldn't say surprise because last year he was pretty good. But Kyle Duggar's playing pretty well. Um, he had a big play last week. Uh, I, think, I think he took it to the crib, didn't he? Pick six, I think. Yeah, Something like that. Yeah, Kyle Duggar. So maybe he can be a factor in the secondary along with McCordy, but I, I doubt it because when it comes to Amari Cooper playing any cornerbacks, he's going to eat them up. So, you know, 
I'm gonna go with the Browns for my survivor contest. And that's that's what we're gonna rock with. So who you got, man? Who you got for your survivor? Oh man. Uh like you said, it's a it's a real tough week. Like a lot of these teams seem like they could go down. Or it's gonna mm-hmm. be gonna be sweating your bed. The only team that I really see that I'll probably lean with is definitely I'm just gonna take the Bucks. I haven't took them yet. So I might as well use them this week versus Kenny Pickett and the Steelers. Um, I just feel like it's a bad matchup for them because the Bucks definitely have a tough defense and they scheme up very well. And I feel like they match up well versus the receivers. I see that a lot of the DBs are questionable right now for the Tampa Bay Bucks, but it's not about the pressure for me with uh, Shaq Barrett and uh, Devin White man in the middle. I feel like it's going to be a problem. And they're going to cause some good, good, good defensive plays. Chris Godwin's getting healthier. Mike Evans is back finally. He came back from suspension the previous week, last week. So I feel like the offense is getting gelled. This is really like a get right spot for them, especially since Mika Fitzpatrick is out. Uh, Cam Sutton's out for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So they're missing, I think Pittsburgh's missing like their starting DBs, basically. And so I think that. I think that Tampa Bay is definitely a lot for me. I hate to say like guaranteed, but like I don't I don't I don't like Kenny Pickett right now. I think they're fighting for the next quarterback if he continues to go downhill like this. So he has all the weapons to succeed. It's just that offensive line. Like if you don't have a good offensive line in this league, you're not gonna be you're not gonna be in good position at all. So you, you can't even get into your, you know, extracts like Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris. And even Pickens, because he has a good connection with Pickens, and he hasn't he hasn't been able to live up to that. I also like this this little prop that I've seen when I was looking at the play. I like Tom Brady over zero and a half rushing yards. I feel like he's gonna get a quick you know one or two yards. It's always plus money. I think he might get two, so I would take that in a heartbeat. It's plus one thirty eight on action, so. I'll get and lock that in. And, yeah, that's, what I like. that's how I like the massive rival pick. Is there any games that you've seen on the slate, J.D., that we didn't really touch that you want to go over real quick? Okay. So, yeah, so I think that wraps up for another episode of the Money Man Prediction Podcast, where money is made every podcast. It's your boy, Eddie Too Rich, joined with J.D. Wolf. Um, we are on Instagram. We changed our Instagram name to Money Man Prediction. So now you can find us instead of the Money Man Pips page. We do have free a free group, VIP services. We have VIP services, a free group, and we also have the podcast link on our Instagram. So if you're listening to this, please follow us. Also, like and subscribe us on Spotify. And just like we say every every podcast, where money is made every podcast, let's make some money and we're out.